Well, welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And today we are continuing in the book of Luke. And Dave is going to do some reading for us. And we hope that uh, you'll follow along. And uh, we hope to learn something. And yep. hope you do too. Yeah, that's what we talked about the 70 sent out. Now we're going to talk about the 70 coming back. So Luke uh, 10, starting in verse 17, it says, The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, Jesus speaking. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. We'll stop there. Um, had to be a, uh, you know, you understand why they would be a little excited. Oh, <laughs> about the things that that were happening there. Yeah, there's, you know, uh, there's a difference between like physical things that might make you happy. Mm -hmm. You know, like a warm chocolate chip cookie, right? That, right. That might make you happy, or a new car, or whatever it is. There's a difference between that and uh, and let's say one of your kids doing the thing that you would hope they would do mm -hmm. in a situation, you know, right. or what are a million other things that are like happiness that is deep in your soul, mm -hmm. you know, and I yeah. think that's the kind of happiness these guys had. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I think it's kind of a Again, it's Christ. I don't say he's raining on their parade, but but he's uh, snapping them back into reality. Uh, you know, telling them don't don't be too excited about this because this you know the fact that you have salvation, your name is written in the yeah in the Lamb's Book of Life. You know that that's that's where your yeah. your, your joy should come from, and that rings true for us today. Yeah, it does absolutely. What do you think of where, where Jesus says he saw Satan fall like lightning? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know, but my my inkling there is that the things that they were doing were working the work of the Lord, which is against Satan. Yeah, and I when I read that, and I and I think of um, like some of the passages in Revelation, mm -hmm. like in Revelation chapter twenty, where he talks about. You know, uh, banishing the the serpent or the dragon. Did he refers to that as Satan? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a prophetic type of thing too. Right. But you're right. I mean, maybe he was talking about you know the things they were doing, and that, it's hard to say. But I mean, we know the end game is Jesus is going to defeat Satan. Right. Or actually, has already. Yeah. He's defeated death. Right. So, you know. Yeah, and there's, you know, that that just about has to be a, you know, like you said, maybe a prophetic statement, uh, something that um, certainly is symbolic. Yeah. Of, of what, what has happened. Yeah. So then he says, nothing by any means shall hurt you. He gives them the power to step on snakes and spiders. Right. And uh, he says, nothing's going to hurt you. And I, I guess I think that he's talking about is nothing's going to hinder you 
from doing my will. Mm-hmm. That right. Kind of the idea. But in the same sense, you know, people did have the power to do some of these things as literally as that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul got bit by a snake and he just shook it off. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a thing. Right. I'm not going to try it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people have have tried that. Well, I think there are some groups that handle mm-hmm. snakes today. Yeah. But I'm not going to try that. And, and a lot of them end up dead. They do. <laughs> they do. So, <laughs> word to the wise, just leave them snakes and spiders alone. Right. <laughs> and then that's where, it, where, you know, where he's, where they're told rejoice because your names are written in heaven rather than over these, these yeah. gifts that you have. So, yeah. And, and, and it's basically the same thing that we can rejoice about today. Yeah. You know, nothing. And he he talks about that idea of names being written in heaven Mm -hmm. several times. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, Philippians 4, 3 talks about it. And in in Revelation, there's like 10 references Mm -hmm. to this book of life for the book written in heaven. Right. This this whole idea of that. So I would say that, yes, there is a book in heaven that it's like a registry of who's going to be in heaven. Yeah. 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 We're told it's there. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, you want to be in it. Yeah, you, you best get your name on that book. It's free to make a uh, a reservation. Too. Right. So it doesn't cost a thing. John, you want to read uh, 21 through 24. <coughs> sure. Luke 10 at verse 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Okay, there's some pretty cool stuff in there. So, (laughs) this is, this, this, this kind of, I think is awesome, where he talks about, he says that, you know, that God revealed these things to babes. Mm -hmm. And, um... I think the idea is there is just people that are, um, you know, my grandma used to say is, she used to say, you know, I said, well, grandma, why'd you do that? She'd go, well, well, I wasn't dumb. She says, I was just ignorant, (laughs) right? (laughs) And, 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 you know, that's kind of what, how the, the, this kind of thing played out. Mm -hmm. The gospel wasn't revealed to the high priests and the scribes and the lawyers and all of the you know, the smart people. Yeah. It was revealed to, like, common men. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're told in the scriptures, unless we are like children yeah. and, and come to him, that, that uh, you know, that we'll be lost. And and the same kind of parallels here, that, um, you know, a babe, you know, is willing to receive that pure milk. Yep. Of the word is that I believe that's in James. Yes, it yes. Speaks of the pure milk of the word. Yeah, and and that's that's uh, what we're to be like when it yeah. comes to those things. And 
And and yes, I think that's a jab at the, the high and mighty people in the ivory towers. Yeah, absolutely. I have a note here written down to Matthew twenty one. Matthew twenty one sixteen. Sometimes it's hard to read my own writing. Jesus said to them, Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise? Mm-hmm. So it's just another reference to that idea of, you yeah. know, that the that the gospel or, you know, the message of Jesus was sent through these kind of right. people that were the commoners. Right. And, innocent. Uh, you know, you, you might think, well, a baby will just take anything. Yeah. But if you've ever had a child, you realize that no, they won't. No. <laughs> if it's not the, the if it's not what they're what they're wanting, it'll it'll end up back in your face. Oh yeah, <laughs> or, or somewhere else right. where you don't want it. Uh, he says there in verse twenty two. He says, "All things have been delivered to be by my Father, to me by my Father." What do you think he means by that? About all things being delivered. Well, the you know the Lord from the time of the fall in the garden was uh, seeking to make things right, uh, seeking to give mankind a way back to being in the presence of God, to to, to be uh, uh, in God's good graces, let's say. Yeah. And um, and all things came together. All things were uh, as were planned. Were given to Christ. It's, it's you know, the working of the of the Father through the Spirit, through all the the things that have been done throughout history uh, are, are, have been culminated in Christ and they've all been given to Him. A lot of times I think that's why we give the reason why we would say at the end of a prayer in the name of Jesus or mm-hmm. in the name of Christ. Um, you know, it's that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a I'm, I I know this would be sacrilegious, right? But I'm I, I'm not totally convinced you have to end every prayer with that. Mm-hmm. But I need to study on that more. Oh, uh, well, to 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 pray through Christ. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You you, yeah. you agree with that? You yeah. So? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he is the the intercessor. He is the one that is the go between between us and the Father. You know, we we can't stand before the Father without that. Yeah. So yeah, to, to approach his throne, yep, absolutely. I've heard people end prayers with just "Amen," mm-hmm. and that's why I said that because it's not so, it's something I haven't researched enough to, to yeah. have. A... At, at this point, there's no way I would end a prayer without in in Christ's name. Yeah, I, and I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, but... I know. <laughs> but I've heard others not. Yeah. Others that I would consider are faithful Christians not. Right. So there there must be some reason for that. I have to I don't, maybe that'll be a topic for another yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're uh we were talking last night about what are we gonna do after this series is over. Yeah. <laughs> and and maybe that add that to the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, Matthew twenty eight eighteen, uh uh comes to my mind as well that all authority has been given to Christ. Yeah. And that kind of lines up here. All things have been delivered to be by my Father. Yeah. And 
Yeah, Ephesians one twenty two says something like that. John three thirty five says something similar to that. Right. But this idea that Jesus has all authority. Yeah. So how much does that leave for me? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> None. <laughs> me, me either. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, that's a good point. Is when um, you know, we start talking about religious error, mm-hmm. you know, and it, a lot of times that starts because we start doing things that aren't authorized. Yeah. You know, Jesus has all the authorization. Right. And, um, you know, the Bible is not necessarily, especially the New Testament, is not a, a strict rule book of do this, don't do this, mm-hmm. because it would be like 8 million pages long. You could never, right. you could never have a rule for every situation. Yeah. But it gives us these, like, general ways that we can know the right and wrong way to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I often think of, you know, a, a studious Christian as almost being like a lawyer or maybe a, yeah, I'd say a lawyer. I was going to say Supreme Court justice, but yeah. they're a little bit different. Um, but, you know, a lawyer that can, that, that looks at the, looks at the law and a good attorney, a good Christian, we'll say, will, will, uh, uh, a Christian with an, uh, a person with an honest heart studying the scriptures will ask the question, does the scriptures say this and, and stop there? You know, what does, yeah. the, what, what do the scriptures say instead of wanting to add the things that they feel might be good? Yeah. You know, it just simply does it, do you read in the scriptures where it says we can do that? Yeah. And if not, that's probably a, an area you might not want to tread into. Because yeah. the same, the same is true in the law. You know, in, yeah. in the in the in the civil law. In the same sense, if you're making some scriptural point about some belief you have based on your interpretation of one word, right? Then you're probably way way off base, right? Because the Bible teaches the same thing over and over, right? <laughs> and and I've seen that to where somebody will, they'll build some case and they'll say, well, this word means this, so this means this. Mm-hmm. And then you got to say, well, yeah, but there's like 25 other scriptures that that say right. the opposite of that. And a lot of those issues come from translation issues. And if you narrow in on on one thing, uh, you you're going to have a faulty you're going to have a faulty argument there. I mean, yeah. you, you need to have something to stand on. Yeah. The entirety of the scriptures give us a context. Right. You know, from the very beginning, just understanding the way God's mind works you know we, we we know that we have the mind of god here in between the pages of our bible and um as we study and we come to understand now how, how did god react in the garden how did god react with abraham with moses and, you know you, he's the same yesterday today and forever so as we read something and we get our ideas we need to ask ourselves well does that line up with what i know about god and his character and the way that he treated those yeah. that didn't go exactly according to his plan you know in yeah. the old in the old testament thank thank the lord that we're not yeah back there i mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> we we we're we would very, be in a bad spot because we're gentiles we're, uh, we're we're in a very special place and i don't think very many people on this earth recognize that. yeah we are blessed yeah you know i always when i think about those things i th- always think about people who will look at um Acts 2.38, where it says that we're supposed to be baptized 
for the remission of our sins. And some people will say, oh, well, for actually means because of. <clears throat> and I'd say, okay, what about First Peter 3.21, which says there's also an antitype which now saves us, baptism. Right. So, because, what, what? <laughs> right. You know, you, you start, when you start taking a word and trying to change its meaning, uh, you'll find that the other scriptures, now now other scriptures don't line up with that. Right. When that happens, you know, you know, you may you may have uh, interpreted this the wrong way. Yeah, and and you know, one of the things, the first first thing that you have to gain along the way is faith. Yeah. You know, through that hearing, uh, Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And as we uh, as we gain that faith, one of the things that that means is that when we read something and we come upon something that you. I don't even like to use this term, but the hard things in the scriptures, you know, the yeah. things that just make your mind boggle. Instead of going to, well, this is what I think it would be, just understand that God said it. Yeah. And God created the heavens and the earth, and he did it in six days. Yeah. And I don't know how he did that, but he did it. And and, yeah. and that's all I need to, that's all I need to know. Something you said to me a couple, I, I don't, maybe it was a week ago, we were talking about a certain scripture and, I was having trouble with the scripture, and, and John says, well, sometimes it just says what it says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that. Sometimes yeah. you just have to take it at face value. That's what it says. Right. You know? Yeah, and then that, that, goes to, that goes to that point. I was trying to reiterate that point just, you know, just a few moments ago that you can't read beyond it. You know, yeah. it just says what it says, and, and, and that's it. Yeah, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. So, back to our scripture here. We'll jump out of the rabbit hole. Yeah, back out of the We've scripture. been digging a lot of those. We have been, I'll tell you what. He says, then he turned to his pri- his disciples and he said privately. I think that's interesting. That, you know, he, he talks to them, you know, kind of one-on-one as a group. And he says, blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it. And to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Mm-hmm. And First uh, Peter 1, 10 through 12 uh, kind of talks about the same idea. First Peter 1. Did you say 11? 10, 10 through 12. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who is in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into. I like those two scriptures together because, you know, when Isaiah, you know, or any of the Old Testament prophets were prophesying, they didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. Right. You know, they, they were, you know, they Isaiah... the full picture. No. Right. You know, they or, or different kings. They were told different things, like King David... Read the Psalms. Some of the Psalms are about Christ. Right. Had no idea what that meant. Right. And we, 
as Christ is speaking to these people, you know, we, as my cousin would say, I'd give my eye tooth for that. <laughs> I don't know what an eye tooth is, but it's something that's worth a lot. It's, it's important, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, you know, wouldn't you just love to be able to have sat there and seen the things that these guys oh, saw? Yeah, I mean, that's true for I think every every Christian once would love to have seen those things. And as we talked about before, you know, aren't, aren't we blessed mm-hmm. that we now have God's complete right. revealed word? Yeah, and we can understand. Right, you know. Yeah, we we are uh, in like I we mentioned just a moment ago, in reference to where we are in the, this dispensation of time, and you know the times that have gone on before for the Lord's people, we've got it pretty easy. Yes, and and we are very fortunate that we have the context. We can look back through history, in the Old Testament. We and, and we can look back through history and see everything unfolding that has unfolded, and see that see that all these things are true, you can, if you have an honest heart, and you honestly look into the scriptures, you you see that it's, end up finding out that it's true. Yeah, it and is. You know, the historical uh, figures that are written in secular history appear here, just the same. Yes. You know, there's all kinds of ways that, that we can take what we have here in front of us and prove it, but, yeah. but again, beyond that, more important is faith. And yeah, that, that just comes from putting your nose in there. It always seems that every uh, every archaeologist that sets out to prove the Bible is wrong mm-hmm. ends up proving the Bible right every time. Right. You know, it's it's the most accurate historical record that there is. Right. Especially one that covers ancient history. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's there's one guy and I can't remember who he is. I'll make this a shallow rabbit hole. Um, He's a he's a archaeologist, and he went out and he tried to find Noah's Ark, and uh, you know he he came up with some some obstacles, and instead of saying, "Well, God God did it," and I have faith that He did it because yeah. He said so, he's using all these findings from other scientists, to, trying to trying to piece together a how God did this, and well, maybe this really means that the Ark was maybe it wasn't a global flood. Yeah, you know, and that just you almost get angry. Yeah, when I hear that stuff, because it's a person who's claiming Christ, yet they're still, you know, just like so many we read about in the scriptures, and every human being on earth, we're still stuck in our human mind. It's hard to get out of it. Well, you know, I think the problem we have today is the same problem they had back then with the, all of the smart people and all yeah. of the common right. people, and a lot of times I I think that. Um, the the Bible account of creation and everything is so it's so simple and it's such a, a, a it's almost like a like a, a fairy tale a story mm-hmm. that uh, that people just you know people that are I'm going to say quote unquote learned mm-hmm. they wouldn't admit that this was real because they they think their peers would look down on them right and I think that that's kind of always yeah. You know the case, and I, I know the one thing that I try to stop myself from saying, and I did it just whether it was the last episode or earlier in this episode, in reference to something that we were reading, I called it a story, and yeah. I tried to stop myself from saying that and call it an account. It is an account, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and that's, but I've got stories that are true, John, <laughs> right? and some that I've embellished a little, and that's that's. True. <laughs> 
but yeah, it, it's. Uh, but but to, to your point, there a lot of the people um, that, that you're speaking of, you know, they look at it as just a story. Yeah. They look at it as just a literary work. Yeah. But dig yourself into that. Start reading and studying and start checking some of the things. You know, when you go back into uh, the Old Testament and you get in here to uh, the the all of the uh, the lineage, the the genealogies. The, the, the genealogies. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. You get into the genealogies, and it's you know pages and pages of this person begat this yes. person, and this person got begat this person, and but that's there for a reason. And if you go back and you trace that, and people have done it, people smarter than me. They've found that yes, th- these people actually existed, yeah. and you can trace Christ's lineage right back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah, and all of those, really, all of those um, genealogies that are in the Bible were there for two reasons: one, for the Jews, mm-hmm. right, because that was which which Very tribe important. they were from, mm-hmm. you know, and two, it shows Jesus back to Adam. Yeah, it yeah. shows that you know that the, it, the prophecies were true and fulfilled in him. Right. And it's there for us today because we can find some of those same names carved in a stone somewhere. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and it lends to the truth of the scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. John, we're, we've gone over on some. We're going to be a little early on this one. Okay. We can't get into this next section because this episode will be two hours long. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to have to stop here. We'll, we'll spare them that. Yes. <laughs> well... Thanks for joining in again. Uh, This is Two Beards in a Bible. We'll see you next time. Yep, thanks.